Welcome to the YYY Show, a comedy podcast about such histories, life, and the humanness of humans. I'm Jingan. And I'm Eliza. And in this podcast, we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. But first, we need to make a small disclaimer. This is a comedy podcast, and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there's anything that's factually inaccurate, please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at YYY Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Alright! It's raining outside. Yes. Very heavily. So maybe you'll hear some rain sound. And thunder. <laughs> it's real one, not sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a sudden lightning round. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Alright. Eliza, what is your search term of the week? My search term is... Where do snails go during the day? You mean you've never seen a snail in the day? Yeah, in the daytime. I'm pretty sure I've seen a snail in the daytime before. Like when it's very hot outside, then you see a snail? Mm, Maybe not when it's very hot, but in the day, like when there's sunlight. I have definitely seen a snail somewhere before. Okay. (laughs) My context is because... Uh. You know, usually when it rains, like after it rains, yes, then we'll see a lot of snails. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, uh-huh. even on the pavement also. Mm-hmm. Then they'll come out and yeah. like worm around, and then after it gets squished. Y- yes, right, right, yeah. right. Then one day when I go and tapao cai fan, okay, for lunch. Yeah, it's a nice bright sunny hot afternoon. Okay, then I walk the same path where all the snails came out, and they were gone, disappeared. Because the pavement is too hot la, for them. And then I look with my eyes as closely as I can in the grass. Yes. And try to spot the snails. I cannot find a single snail. Maybe they're in the tree. Sometimes I see them in the trees. Are you serious? In the, yeah, like a shrub. Like a small <gasps> plant. Eating the leaves or something. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I wondered where the snails go. Apparently you know the answer. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do you know the answer? Okay, where, where, where are they? Tell me. Yeah, lot in those like plants in the shaded areas eating leaves, lor. Oh my gosh, she's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know when I googled where do snails go during the day, right? Uh-huh. The answer is they hide! Exclamation mark. Oh. Cause uh. the sunlight is too strong for them, is it? Yeah, why? Um they don't have UV protection. They never put sun tan lotion. Some block is some it? block, some block. Sun tan they will fry themselves. <laughs> Yes, they hide in damn places. So you're right that they will go and hide at certain places like in the shrubs or in the bushes. Mm. Yeah, under locks also, stones, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and underground cover. Then I was like, what is underground cover? I thought underground cover is like, you know, those drain cover Mm -hmm. or pipes, Mm -hmm. then underground space cover. But Mm -hmm. it's not. It's under space, ground space cover. Then apparently ground cover is like grass and short plants. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I understand already. It's not Under, underground. It's, it's not underground. So it's like the bottom layer of plants. Yes. Something like that. Yes, correct. <laughs> so they hide under the leaves, actually, uh, uh. especially the big leaves oh. of different trees and shrubs and whatever you just said. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So why do they hide? Why are they so scared of the sun? Because they are sensitive to light. What will and happen? Heat. What will happen? They will melt. <laughs> they will die a horrible death. 
They are like vampires. <laughs> not really. They will disintegrate into ash. Disintegrate into ash? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's uh, actually because their bodies will dry out. Oh my gosh. They will just dry out. Oh, because they evaporate very fast. They evaporate. <laughs> it's not they evaporate. It's the slime on their body. <laughs> will evaporate. <laughs> I don't think the like, snail can evaporate. Like imagine they are like slightly liquid. Then they oh no, they are not slightly liquid. <laughs> they just need to be slimy and moist. Yeah, okay, so okay. that to keep their slug body, you know. Oh okay, okay, okay. Understand. Sluggish. Understand. Like like you know we put moisturizer on our face. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. <laughs> and also because because in daylight, right? Mm. They are more easily spotted by predators. Ah, okay, understand. Like birds la, or I don't know, rats or whatever want to eat them. Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. So that's why they come out at night. Because okay. the predators go and sleep. Mm. Yeah. Okay, understand. And then when it's wet, then it's like moist and nice. I see. Like, okay, which leads me to the question. Okay. Is escargot just regular garden snails? No. What I do don't you think? think so. They look a bit different, the shell la, at least. Like in my memory, the escargot that on your plate I have seen on yeah. your plate. I think I've only eaten it once, like in my life. It's not the same as the garden snail that you see. Yeah, in Singapore, Correct. on the pavement. Yes. Okay. I think the garden snail one is like more pattern pattern, almost like the seashells that you see uh-huh. by the seashore. Okay. And then like the escargot one looks like a uh, nautilus. Ah, so that's her analysis. <laughs> well, most of the escargot. That is eaten, especially in France. Mm-hmm. It's just regular garden snails. Oh, <laughs> they are garden snails. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are okay. the French garden snail. Fine, French of garden snail. Not snails. the colorful one. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some like very colorful, toxic looking one. It's yeah, not that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 they yeah. are regular brown color one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in France, it's called Helix pomachia. Oh. So yeah, they eat. They really eat those. They really can go to the garden and la 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 and pick the snails and then eat it later. I mean, it seems quite um convenient. I mean, that's why it's their dish, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's readily <laughs> available, then it's like, oh, so easy to, to eat. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Understand. Then just now you were saying that the Singapore snails, the one that you see, mm. is not really the same as the one that the French eat, right? Yeah, yeah. It is very true that they are not the same. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Singapore one uh, is also edible. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling it will taste like, you know, the those seafood, uh-huh. the, the seashell, yeah. the sea snail. The top shell, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. top shell. Quite. But top shell is more bouncy, like squid texture. Mm-hmm. But snail is more like soft, like noir, noir one. It's like, you know, the sotong, the insides of the sotong. <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Soft, soft one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway, the Singapore <laughs> snail is the African land snail, actually. Oh, okay. It's Achantina fulica. Oh. It's a different breed from the one that the French eat. Mm. But it's still edible. Mm. And there are bloggers in Singapore who have blogged about catching them and treating them and eating them. Okay. Yep. Yeah. They are quite big and fat sometimes. Yeah. The yeah. African land snail is one of the bigger species of snails. Mm. Yeah. For me, I will suggest to our listeners, please do not eat the snail. Because it's very disgusting. Right? Yeah. It but eats poop and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat soy, poop, and all kinds of weird things, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they eat other insects, more insects and all that. Mm. And of course, they eat plants. La. So that's why, right, if you want to eat a snail, right, there's actually a special, specific way to treat them before they are edible. Okay. You cannot just 
catch them like that and eat. It's not like crab or muzzle. Oh, how? Actually, crab and muzzle also quite dirty. La. Yeah, you must like <laughs> wash it, must make them spit the sand out, that kind of thing. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Okay, how are right, you ask? Okay, first, right, you need to collect the snails, right? From places that are free from poisonous plants, slug pellets, and toxic waste. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So you must go to a place where it is not gross. Okay, okay. Yeah. And like there's no poison There's involved. no poison, yeah. Because okay. if they eat the plants with there's fertilized or there's herbicide or something or pesticide or whatever. Oh, there's fertilizer. Ah, okay. then you eat yucana la. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> you ingest whatever the snail ingests. Oh, like. okay, okay. Understand, understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you will need to purge the snails of anything unhealthy that they may have eaten. How to purge? Precisely. I was like, hmm, what does purge the snail mean? <laughs> so what they do, right, is they keep them in an airy box for a week or two. Okay. And then they feed them veggie that's clean and fresh. Oh, and then they poop out whatever nonsense they yeah, ate before. Yeah, yeah. Gordon Ramsay recommends feeding them carrots. Because carrot is orange. <laughs> then, right, you can see when the, the snail, when they pass out the poop, right, it's like, it, it stops being green or brown. When oh it starts to be so orange, smart. right, uh, yes. then you know that, okay, the snail is yes. clean already. Yes. The inside of the snail is clean. <laughs> yeah. That's quite smart. There's an inhumane method oh, no. uh, to like starve the snail. Oh. For one to two weeks, then you eat them. Okay. Yeah, but like, number one is very sad la, for the snail. Because uh-huh. you starve them. La. Uh-huh. And number two, they say it's not nice. I mean, ultimately, you're going to eat them, right? Yeah. So, uh. so the, some people say it compromises the texture and quality of the escargot. Okay, okay. Sure. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> traditionally, right, what the French will do, right, is they will feed the snails dew or thyme so hmm. that they are flavoured. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Before even killing them. Hmm. So sinister, huh? Hmm. Can you imagine an alien catch mm. us? Yes. Then feed us like steak before like, you know, killing us because they want beef-flavoured human. human. Mm. Hmm. Or oh, they want mutton-flavoured <laughs> human and feed you mutton. <laughs> feel very nice food. Then you're thinking, huh, why ah? Uh? Why they let, let me eat such nice food? Then actually they want to kill you and eat you. No. <laughs> okay, so after the snails are purged, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. then they need to drop the live snails into boiling water so that they can kill them as fast as possible. Mm. Yeah, because if you like slow boil and then very cruel, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you prefer a more humane method, right? Mm. Gordon Ramsay got another suggestion is to put them in a sealed container, like a Tupperware, mm-hmm. then put them in the fridge. Then oh. they'll be so cold that they'll hibernate. Oh, but they're still alive. Yeah, but then they weren't, <laughs> they kind of are in a coma, then you just oh. <laughs> uh, boil kill them. them immediately. Yeah, then you boil okay, them, okay. Yeah. Mm. So then they won't feel the boil. Okay. I'm not sure I agree with that, but okay. <laughs> As in, like, I feel like, what if they hibernate, right? Like, they're mm. in this coma state. Yeah. Then, when you, like, uh, heat them up, then they slowly wake up, right? That's why you have to throw them in boiling water so that they just boil. Like, yeah, but before they even wake up, then they kind of boil. Yeah, it. but the, you know, the heat doesn't transfer so quickly. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Like, you'll slowly heat up still, like, even with boiling water. Yes. <laughs> I mean, in a previous episode, we already established that snails have a very simple brain system. Yes, a very simple brain system, correct. So maybe they cannot understand the terror of pain. I'm sure they still feel pain though. Probably, maybe. Yeah, they do okay, feel... Well, whatever it is, I do not support. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> After knowing all this, 
uh, terrifying things. I do not support <laughs> eating snails anymore. Last time I used to think that escargot is quite nice because they are cooked in garlic butter. Oh. Then garlic butter is very nice. Then you dip the bread very nice. But then now oh. I realise that you know you can eat garlic butter with bread without the escargot. Eating, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so... Okay, so whoever wants to eat escargot or think of eating escargot, yes. please consider this cooking and purging aspect. <laughs> yes. Mm. Please be more mindful. Yeah. Yes. Well, anyway, so much work, right? They have to prep the snail for one to two weeks mm. before they can eat Yes, it. so much work. Indeed. That's why escargot is quite expensive. Oh, even though it's just garden snail. Mm. Mm, understand. Mm. Okay. So I guess we can say, right, snails are definitely not fast food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to laugh. She sighed. I'm being very calm now. Calm mind. Okay, moving on. Jian. Yes. What is your search term of the week? Alright, my search term is... Lego Beach. Lego Beach? Mm, guess why it is. I know, I know, I know. Mm. The beach got a lot of Lego. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Uh, usually when this kind of thing happen is the uh, some container flip mm. over mm-hmm. in the sea, mm-hmm. then the container open, then all the Lego come out. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, if there's a Lego plant up there somewhere upstream, mm-hmm. then accidentally accidentally into the river or into some waterway, then accidentally or purposely, <laughs> yeah, two two possibility. Only. Okay, okay. Mm. Container okay. broken fall off the ship mm. or drop inside the stream. Okay, very accurate. Full marks. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! Okay, mm. so there's this beach in the UK mm-hmm. at Cornwall where Lego pieces have been washing up to the shore for the past 25 years. <gasps> 25 years? Why 25 eh? Mm. Because what happened? In 1997, there was a very big cargo ship called Tokyo Express and it was met with a very difficult wave like a rope wave okay it was travelling from Netherlands to New York with the cargo Mm -hmm. and the entire ship right Uh tilt 60 degrees to one side and then 40 degrees back the other side wow they they know it so well how many degrees tilt roughly okay I mean, the the captain know. Ma. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. Then, as in, like, it didn't uh, tip over. Like, okay, it didn't okay. um, crash. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't a wreck. Yeah. Okay. Then, about 62 containers worth of stuff dropped into the ocean. Oh, wow. Yeah. And an estimated 5 million Lego pieces dropped into the sea because of this incident. Oh 5 million is a lot, eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as fate would have it, the Lego pieces are coincidentally nautical and pirate themed. <laughs> what? Why? So they got pieces like scuba tanks, uh-huh. the flippers, the mini shark, yeah, uh, spear gun. Oh my goodness! Cutlasses, those those sword. Yes, la. yes, yes. I'm familiar with Octopus. them. I had a pirate Lego set when I was a kid. Yes, life uh-huh. jacket, broom, uh, dragon, dragon, flower, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so all of these come in many, many colors. So this big Lego spill, as they term it, it happened about 32 km off the coast of uh, Cornwall. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cornwall is a place that is uh, at the southmost point okay. of England. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you imagine like England, the island, then mm-hmm. like the most bottom. Yeah. Bottom most point. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, fun fact, uh, the most, the southmost part of England is called Land's End. Because they think it's end. the end of the land. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's so funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so it is somewhat common to to see the Lego uh, washing ashore like, when you go and uh, comb the beaches at Cornwall on Can both we pick sides. it up? Yeah, of course you can. Why can not? Uh? Why not? I don't know, maybe Lego say, no, this is all our goods, do not take. They are really committed such a problematic thing why they dare to say something about this. Eh? they rather us pick it up, right? Yeah, of to course. clean the beach. Clean it up. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, but in recent years, uh, finding Lego pieces has been less common oh. because a lot of beachcombers actually go and like help to clean up. Uh-huh. And also, uh, sometimes they search for rare pieces. Oh, yes. Like the green dragon or the like octopus, that kind of thing. Oh, oh my goodness, such a big thing also have. Uh. It's octopus quite big, eh? The mm. octopus Lego. It's me two fingers. Ah. Yeah, I think it's pretty big. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So they so have like cool. the specialty type of, you so know, cool. pieces. Not the type that mm. can stick together. Mm. I think those have also, la, but yes. then like the specialty ones are quite common. Okay, okay. I had the shark. The shark is about the size of my index finger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. cool. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing sounds very like, you know, cute and quirky. Like, you know, you go on the the beach and then you find a yeah, random yeah, Lego yeah, yeah, piece. Yeah. But I think it's like, the whole story is to highlight a bigger problem of like plastic pollution. Yes. It's like a whole bunch of plastic that's just dumped into the ocean. Yes. Know? Yeah, it's not. Then all the, all the animals will eat it eh. Mm. Like imagine the whale, that time we talked about the whale, they just like, yeah, lo. then they were like, inevitably, eat some Lego pieces. Some Lego piece. Yeah, then how? Mm, exactly. Problem. Yeah, and those that wash up are the ones that float. Uh, what about the ones that are yeah. on the ocean floor? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, there's this woman. Her name is Tracy Williams. Mm-hmm. And she has been studying this phenomenon and going to clean up the beaches of Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And she even wrote a book about the whole Lego incident. Okay. And then she found not only Lego, there's uh-huh. food packaging, fishing gear, toys, toothbrushes, printer cartridges, car parts, sneakers and like conglomerates of burnt plastic like those kind of like the they making plastic then they are the the little pieces of oh, plastic oh, the to make pellets. the big yeah okay mm, yeah mm, mm. i'm familiar with them yeah 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 mm, mm, mm. so those are found very often as well ah so scientists actually did experiments to find out how long an average piece of lego will last in a marine and coastal environment uh-huh. and the answer is twenty thousand years no it's 1300 years okay 1300 years which is pretty long too yes mm-hmm. it means that in the year 3322 uh-huh we will still see traces of lego eh, wow. from this 1997 wow spill they're all those just now the things that you say right like the sneakers and this and that right mm-hmm, the fishing mm-hmm. gear are they from the containers or are they just randomly they are just random Oh, yeah. from other things that happen in the waters yes. and all the nonsense that people throw off the boat. Yes, correct. Stop throwing things off the boat! Uh, I think the problem is uh-huh. not just people throwing stuff into the ocean. Uh-huh. Is that actually 80% of litter, uh-huh. like even on the streets and what, mm. they will just end up in the ocean. Oh, yeah. How? Why? Rain. Oh, and wind and stuff, yep, right? Yep. Okay, okay. Yep, yep. But then sometimes it's not purposely one. Sometimes you are like sailing, sailing, then the wind very big, then 
ravage your boat that all your twisty and everything fly into the Yeah, water. it's not purposely lah, but it happens too often for it to be just But it's accidental. humans lah, it's humans who make the plastic anyway. Mm. And the amount that is accidentally in the water will not be so much. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of a lot of it is we humans later <laughs> okay okay yeah, it's not just humans it's also the conglomerates la. oh the big companies that yep. do it okay yes hmm. so researching about this thing la, has made me feel quite differently about making an effort to clean the seas cause last time I feel like like a bit quite small and helpless when I see a, like a lot of pollution mm-hmm. at the beach mm-hmm. and it's like you know there's so much of it. Every single time I come, it's like there's some more. Yes. <laughs> and then like, like it feels like it's quite futile to like, mm. you know, do something as a one person against a lot of people. Mm. But I do feel like seeing this author, right, she used this Lego story, which mm. is like quite an interesting story mm-hmm. to really push forward this message. Mm-hmm. I think it feels like there are actually people working towards this thing and if more people join in the movement of doing the right thing mm-hmm. and doing stuff for the environment mm-hmm. then I think that you know maybe there is some hope after all yes Jingan mm. in her PSA mode again yeah 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 so no I wonder just... today your mood so somber <laughs> just now I present the snail thing then she like somber somber because she got this very heavy and deep thing to present to us yeah but I get where you're coming from la. yeah I just feel very inspired you know to like go to the beach and like just help clean up stuff mm. and like yeah I mean, I mean like, for mm. one person, it's very hard for one person to change the world. Mm. But we can all do our tiny little part to do something good. And you because can it all adds up. Inspire others to do the good thing as well. Mm. Yeah. So you want to go beach cleanup? Can. Okay, our listeners want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Open invitation. <laughs> How do they sign up? I don't know. If you all want to uh, come on a beach cleanup with us, then uh, please indicate your interest on our social media our mm. Instagram or something like that please DM us on Instagram okay sure we can organize one okay <laughs> Eliza is just like oh my god she's suddenly organizing a thing on air yeah <laughs> like what in the world she didn't tell me about this beforehand <laughs> but yeah it's a good cause I support it okay alright it's time for our special segment three things Google from a friend so Jian, who is the contributor for this week Okay, this week I have my nieces again. <laughs> yeah, after they contribute, then they're very excited to contribute more, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, the first question is very interesting. Why is eggplant called eggplant even though there's no egg inside? Because the round one, you know the eggplant got long one and round one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The round one look like purple egg. Okay. That's my theory. La. <laughs> I actually know the answer to this question. Huh? Yeah. Why you know? Just I just know. <laughs> Who, who? I, I think I read it somewhere. Why you always know about this? <laughs> Very because random when the things. when the eggplant first grow, uh huh, it's white. What? And it's oh, a yeah, round yeah, shape. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it's the shape of an egg when it first starting to grow. Then later on, it will change color and grow longer and longer. It depends on the time, lah. Oh yes! Mm. Oh my goodness! How come you know this? Okay, I'm going to Google it to fact check you. Okay. <laughs> And the answer that she gave is 100% accurate. <laughs> okay, so way back in the 1700s, early European versions of eggplant were smaller and yellow or white. Mm. So they actually look like goose or chicken egg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which That's- leads to the name eggplant. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, so now I have another sub-question. Yes. 
so what is it called brinjal brinjal is what language mm. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> mm. I'm very tempted to say it is like Hindi <laughs> yeah I was going to guess a uh, Sanskrit or something like that uh-huh. so what is brinjal and aubergine aubergine I think is like French or something <laughs> aubergine's etymology mm-hmm. is actually 18th century French wow, why are you so accurate ah? but if you have to pull it back longer right mm-hmm. it's from Catalan which is Spanish beside aubergine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. which came from Arabic Badinjan. interesting mm-hmm. what's the word based mean? on Persian and Sanskrit okay what does the word mean Aubergine is such a long, deep word. <laughs> so we were right. Brinjal is an Indian word and it came from Aubergine. Hmm? Yeah. Oh. So your thought process is correct. We should trace the word Aubergine. Okay, okay. So <laughs> Brinjal stands from this Aubergine. Okay, I am all the way back to Persian, Badigan, and Sanskrit, Vadigagama. Yes, so the golden question is... What does that word mean? Mm. <laughs> or maybe it just describes the plant, you know? Like the name of the plant. <laughs> okay, I think we found the answer. Okay, what is it? The word that you mentioned just now, El Badinjan from Arabic, mm. is the eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> so, eggplant so, is its very original name. Yep. Okay, so we just went all the way back. Yep. To realize that everybody agrees that this plant looks like an egg. That's why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, w- I would like to share a fun fact before we leave this eggplant search term. Okay. It used to be called mad apple. Mad apple? Yes. Like crazy apple? Yeah. Oh. Because they believe that the eggplants could cause insanity. What? Yeah. Because it is like a cousin of the nightshade. It's in the oh. nightshade family. And usually nightshades, like you eat it, it's poisonous. Oh. Yeah. So there are other names that they call this plant. They call it like rage apple or raging apple. Raging apple. Mm. In the 1500s. It's so angry that it became purple. Yeah, in the 1500s. <laughs> so funny, right? Like, huh? Okay. We learn something new all every right, day. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Alright, the next search term is Are male water hens called water roosters? You know what is a water hen, right? You know there's this very cute bird in Singapore you can see. I know, I know, I know. (gasps) Uh, They always, I always see them at uh, Visham Park, at the Lotus Pond. Mm. Then their feet is so big and wide, they can step on the lotus leaf and they can walk on the lotus leaf without sinking mm, and they are mm, so mm. freaking cute we need to put a picture on our social media yes its full name is the white breasted water hen yeah I think it is a very shy bird cause like once you approach it right you like immediately run for cover like that it won't fly away though yeah it will just waddle quickly walk <laughs> away yeah. so on this uh, descriptor website right yeah it says that these birds are not shy because they feed in the open. Mm. The fact that you can see it means that they are not that shy. Not that shy. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I don't think it wants to be petted. Okay, of course not. <laughs> I don't think a lot of the birds <laughs> just like want to be no. petted. <laughs> Walks away. No, thank quickly. you. The answer to the question is disappointing. Mm-hmm. It is not called a water rooster. 
Mm. It is just called a man water hand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. There's a follow up question. The follow up okay, okay. question is: Are baby water hands called water chicks? Um. <laughs> It is a very question. good question. Mm. By the way, these two questions were asked separately. I think Zi'an or Zi'ting asked one of the questions and another one of them asked another. Oh my goodness. So they thought of it similarly but different. Okay, wow, well done. <laughs> well done, Zi'ting and Zi'an. <laughs> okay, based on what I'm reading, right? Mm. The chicks of water hand are just called chicks. Oh, okay. Mm, then they live chicks. in a brood. Sure. Yeah. Mm. They are a brute lah. A group of them is a brute. Mm, mm. Yeah. Huh? Like that only. Why they don't call it water chicks and water rooster? <laughs> scientists. You know, but then we have already established in this podcast mm. that sometimes scientists, the way they name things are a bit <laughs> random. <laughs> because sometimes they don't name it because of science. They just name it because... But most of the time, it is a scientific name, right? The scientific name is normally something that we can't read. And then, like, there's the popular name. The scientific name, name is Amoronis Phonicurus. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yes, the answer is a pretty disappointing answer, but it's okay. I have a... Um, you can definitely call it a water chick or a water rooster. Yes, mm. I have an interesting fun fact. Yes. The Malays have a very interesting name for it. Oh. It's called Ruwak Ruwak because that's the sound it makes. Oh. R U A K R U A K. Oh, I didn't know that. See, they are better at naming it. <laughs> ruwak Ruwak. Yeah, and that's a bird. <laughs> How do I act like a bird? Ruwak Ruwak. <laughs> by the way, I, I'm looking at this um, write up by uh, a guy who is very, very into these water hands. Okay. Mm. So he was giving some context to this water hand and mm. how it's very prevalent in Singapore. Yes. Yeah. So in the early 1960s, right, when he was staying in a kampong, mm-hmm. actually many of the residents, right, they actually eat this water hand. Eh. Oh. Yeah. It's food. Yes, it's food. No and it's it runs away quite from big. Us. <laughs> yeah, that's why it runs away from us. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. So at that point, right, a lot of the drains in Singapore is not the concrete drains yet. Yes, It's yes. still like... Longkang. Not Longkang yet. It oh, is not Longkang. Longkang is concretized river, ma, river oh, yeah, 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 established yeah. So it. now it's reversed. Yeah, it, it was still reversed. Then okay. these water hands were quite abundant. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm. So then they will go and scavenge, especially because last time Singapore rivers, all the little rivers, mm. are a bit dirty. Yes. Then got garbage at the side. Then yes. they like to step on the garbage. <laughs> and then go and like scavenge for household scraps. Ah, so okay, a lot of okay, people okay. throw the rubbish food right into yes. the the river. Then they will like walk around and like peck, peck, peck on it. Oh. And then the humans are like, hmm, this looks delicious. Let's eat it. Yeah. Okay. I yes. see. Mm. He has one that always show up at his house now, and he call it TC. Why? Short for Tyrannosaurus Chicken. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> because it is self confident and aggressive. <laughs> yeah, then he has a girlfriend, and then it has uh, little chicks. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, but then he never referred to TC as Water Rooster. Oh. Yeah. So just... that particular. Uh, water hen mm. is quite self-confident. Yeah. Okay, understand. Yeah. And they got wife eh. Mm-hmm. And got chicks. Okay. But the this guy who is very like love this water hen one also now call it water chicks. He still call them chicks. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got our answer. Alright. 
Alright, Eliza, what is your second search term of the week? My search term is... Why do we get earworm songs? Um, I googled this because... Yeah. For the past few weeks. Yes. We have been incessantly bombarded with NDP songs. Okay. The National Day songs. So is it stuck in your over head? Over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I was like wondering, why uh, Why do these songs get stuck in my head? Like, why do songs get stuck in my head in general? Uh, before I proceed on this search term. Okay, Can yes. I ask you what are your top NDP earworm songs? This is home. That one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why are you singing so songs here? Purposely. <laughs> mine, mine will always make a medley. It'll be like, Where I belong. Na, 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 like that, right? Okay. Then after that, it will weave and I don't know how it stick together. It will stick to the This is home. Then oh, after that, it will stick to Stand okay. up. Stand up for oh, Singapore. Singapore. Then mm. I was like, oh my goodness. Enough. Enough. Brain. Stop. 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 Then it will say, some people say that Singapore will make it. Then I'm like, oh my god, how long is this madly? How long is this madly? And then sometimes I will be like walking to supermarket. Mm. Then the madly will start. Then I will unconsciously, subconsciously find myself starting to sing it. Is it because the supermarket is playing it? Oh shoot, maybe. Yeah, because all the places are playing the song, uh, so like you get reminded of it. Uh-huh. So it begins. <gasps> <laughs> that's that's my theory of it, lah. And also, like I know that earworms get stuck in our head mm-hmm. because um due to the nature of like music, sometimes like mm-hmm. the way that it's structured is uh, you, you can be a loop. You see, mm-hmm. and then sometimes if you don't get the ending of it, the mm-hmm. conclusion, mm-hmm. a nice conclusion, for example, the note will go back to the home note, so it will finish, and then that will give you a conclusion in your head. Uh huh. But not all the songs have this. Oh. So it will loop in your head because the harmony goes on and on the same way. This is the behind the scenes through the musician's lens yeah. of how to make hooky catchy songs. Yes. Mm. It's our secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mostly ask you because I know that you will know the behind the scenes of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I need to tell you uh, that earworms, right, mm. are a real insect. Okay. Then when I googled it, right, there suddenly got a lot of caterpillar and wormy looking no. things. I was like, what, what, what? Wait, 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 hang on. This is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> that was very horrified. I was like, you mean this thing grow in our ear, man? <laughs> no, the answer the is no. Song grow in your ear. It's not. As in, no, I thought that this worm is some parasite that goes into our ear. Okay, okay, it's not. It's not, it's not. Okay. The worm, the ear worm. Yes. It's not really a, a parasite, it's a pest that attacks corn cobs. So it will be on the ear of a corn. <laughs> you know corn? Yes. Yeah, corn An cob, ear of right? corn. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you like to nibble the tips of the corn cobs. That's why they are called ear worms. Oh my god, so confusing. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I was looking for. Yeah, but I know I that's not. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to the question, why do we get earworms? What exactly are they? Can you define for our listeners? Okay, it is a phenomenon where a song or mm. a certain part of a melody mm. gets stuck in your brain on repeat. Mm. Yeah. 
yes. just keeps playing. You can't you can't actually hear it in real life, but it just keeps playing in your head. Correct. There are sections of songs that we recall in our minds, usually three or four bars. Mm. Then they go round and round and round. Mm. And then once they start, these music memories can repeat uncontrollably for hours and days and even weeks at yes. a time. Correct. Yeah, for the last few weeks, the National Day Parade songs, oh my goodness, the medley. Okay. The more you try to control it, the worse it will be. Correct. According to British neurologist and writer Dr. Oliver Sacks, yes. I'm sure you're very familiar with him. Yes. Yeah, this is a special form of involuntary musical imagery which is out of control and can become quite unpleasant and intrusive. Hmm. Okay, fun fact. Mm-hmm. This earworm word, right, was actually coined more than 100 years ago. What? Yeah. Cool. I thought only recently then they are just like, okay, let's research this. Like but a no. trendy word. Right? Yeah, 100 years already. <laughs> okay, nice. The Germans actually coined the word Orwurm, O-H-R-W-U-R-M, mm. which means earworm. Mm. Yeah, to describe the experience of a song stuck in the brain. Mm. Yeah, it does feel like that. Yeah, scientists call it more uh, sciencey names, la. Mm-hmm. like stuck tune syndrome or mm. musical imagery repetition. They're so bad at like naming stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the earworm <laughs> took off, you know. <laughs> Okay, next question for you. Uh. Yes. How common do you think earworm songs are? Like, how many percent of people in the world experience mm. this phenomenon? 95. <gasps> Very close. Wow. Mm. According to music psychologists, it's 90% of people. Ah, very. They can experience this earworm <laughs> thing at least once a week. Mm. And they do a lot of research already, and they really establish that the harder you fight, to silence the earworm, mm-hmm. the longer it will torment you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so why? Why do we have this thing? What in our brain make it like that? Mm, like number one, you must have heard this song at least like, I don't know, 10 times. Like you hear it quite a lot. Mm. And also the song must be something that you like or you think is hooky. Mm. And then like the, the melody itself mm. is... Uh, interesting enough to stay in your brain mm. right yes yeah must be very prevalent must be very catchy so a lot of the tv ads and radio jingles mm. uh, they are made to be very sticky and very catchy and hooky then mm. you will like stick inside your brain yeah yeah in 2016 they also do study of the melodies right they find that usually these songs have upbeat tempos mm-hmm. then the pitch pattern is similar to other popular songs mm-hmm. and then there's big up and down lips in the notes okay like somewhere over the rainbow Got mm-hmm. big up and down lips, mm. then the moves like Jagger, so up and down lips. Mm. So what happens, right, is actually in our brain, right? We have a tiny MP3 player inside <laughs> our brain. Okay. okay. It's called the auditory cortex. Ah, okay. Uh, and in this little MP3 player, right? Yes. This is the room uh, where the earworm, right, mm. do their karaoke. Ah, okay, I see. Mm. So right, <laughs> the scientists already established this already because okay. uh, when they play the songs, right. Huh. for the subjects that are participating in the study, right? Okay. Then they suddenly randomly pause it. Uh-huh. Then the subjects are able to... Continue it. Yes, continue the song. Mm. And then they realise that this little room inside the brain, <laughs> it will light up. Oh. Like, Aha! That's where the earworm do the karaoke. Mm, 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 uh, mm. It's somewhere behind your eyes, like in mm-hmm. the middle of your brain there. Oh. Mm, the centre there. Yeah. This is where uh, the brain process sounds and music. Mm-hmm. And where musical memories are stored. Oh, yeah. So I think your room will be very big. Because <laughs> you store a lot of musical memories. 
<laughs> you know sometimes right when I wake up from a dream or something mm-hmm. and then maybe like there's some song in the dream uh-huh. and then it'll be playing so loud you know in my head when I wake up and it's like literally there's nothing playing in my room right it's like silent uh-huh. but it's like so loud uh. this phenomenon is so interesting to me because it's like as if somebody's blasting music in my yes, head yes but it's like there's nothing going on why are you being so loud yeah cause inside your brain the mp3 player is on then yours is very big because you use it a lot <laughs> not all the time it's so loud but like yeah sometimes it's like what's going on yes okay so how do we stop this earworm you have to conclude the song mm. yep you have to listen to the whole song finish it yeah, yeah. so that you won't loop 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 mm. okay another way is to think of or listen to a song that you like more Okay, okay. Like, yeah. something you like better, you know? Mm-hmm. Another way is to chew something. Chew something? Yeah, apparently, like, overseas, like, you can chew gum, then mm-hmm. it will go away. For oh. some reason, chewing distracts the brain oh. from the MP3 player. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, Singapore got no gum, maybe you can chew mentos or something, I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can chew other things as food. Yeah. Uh, another way is to ignore and do something engaging. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So, like... Just do something else, uh, yeah. Use your phone mm, or mm. whatever. Because, actually, earworms, right, they tend to appear in low-attentional states. Mm, mm, that means, mm. like, especially when you're walking or commuting. Waiting for something. Doing chores. Mm. Yeah, waiting. Mm. Yeah. So, you just do something more engaging that need more attention. Then your brain will have enough RAM to on the MP3 player. Mm. Yeah. In fact, I think currently, mm. like, in our attention economy, mm-hmm. there's less earworms occurring. Because our attention is constantly bombarded. Oh, no. On the contrary, no. Really? That's what they thought also. Then uh-huh. they go and like do studies, right? Uh-huh. No, more. More earworms happen to people and okay. stay for longer because people are constantly bombarded by <laughs> jingles. and oh, by the same things. Incessant, yeah, things okay, over okay. and over again. Understand. Yeah. Understand. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like the TikTok songs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the Shopee ads, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. please stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the end of the search term. Okay. So, Jian, what is your second search term of the week? Okay, my search term is... Do you really never forget how to ride a bike? Wow. Hmm, what do you think? I think, yeah, muscle memory. But unless you got like amnesia or Parkinson's or dementia, then you'll forget. Mm-hmm, interesting, interesting. Oh, wait, maybe even if you got dementia, you still can remember how to ride a bike. Oh, why? Because why? I saw before the mm. dementia people, they cannot remember who their relatives are, but they still can remember play the piano. Mm, correct. Uh, different part of the brain is mm. affected. Mm. <gasps> exactly. Okay, so in your brain, right, uh, got two types of memory. One is called declarative and one is called procedural. Wow, we're very brain today. We're so brainy. Brainy. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, the declarative side of things mm-hmm. got two parts. Mm-hmm. One is episodic memory. So it means to recall an event of your life. Okay, okay. so for example, can you recall our first podcast session? We yes. were so frazzled and anyhow doing things. Yes. Yes. We had no idea how to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And to this day, Eliza is like, can we please delete the first episode yeah, of our I podcast? Yeah, I so want so badly to make delete. the first episode disappear. Yeah, okay, anyway. But Jian is like, no, we must show them our growth. <laughs> okay, so it's that, true, two right? sides of the camp. That's why <laughs> the first episode is so strange. Yes, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the second type of memory in the declarative section is semantic memory. 
which is like factual memory. We're mm-hmm. calling facts. La. So mm-hmm. like who is SpongeBob SquarePants' best friend? Patrick. Awesome. Okay, you did the declarative side of your memory okay. unlocked. Okay. Okay, now it's procedural. Okay. Okay, procedural is like, for example, how to use a pair of scissors. Okay. Nah, can use? Here go one scissors. Ah, good job. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Am I in kindergarten or something? (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, so these are mm -hmm. the three types of memory in your brain. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good job. So anyway, the procedural memory is the thing that has to do with how to ride a bike. Okay. So it's more like um like how to play an instrument, Mm -hmm. all the like muscle memory type thing, how to play sports, how to shoot a hoop, how to hit the golf ball okay yeah mm. uh, so this thing is all uh, located in this part called the basal ganglia oh yes yeah mm-hmm. it, it's actually a very protected part of the brain mm. more of the center center mm. so it's a bit hard to damage it okay mm. so it is actually possible to forget all experiences of riding a bike mm. but you still know how to ride one yes because it's different part the memory is stored in different part oh. of your brain Okay, 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 okay. Mm. Mm. So there was actually this guy la, in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. He had some uh, epileptic problem. Mm-hmm. So a part of his brain had to be removed. Mm. So he had amnesia. Mm. So he cannot generate fresh memories. Okay. So every day is like a new day to him. Mm. And then he cannot remember the previous day. Okay. So they asked him to draw a star, a five-pointed star. Mm-hmm. Then... He every day cannot remember that he draw the five pointed star the day before, mm-hmm. but he by the end of like four or five days he can draw the five pointed star. Okay. Yeah. So it shows that the procedural memory stays, whereas the declarative episodic memory does not. Mm. For him lah. Mm. So for everyone as well, it's the same. Mm. As you said just now, Alzheimer's patients can actually remember how to play like very long and famous piano pieces yes, without yes, even yes. knowing the name of the piece yes. or the composer. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's like known la, that, you know, it's a different part of the brain. Yes. So for bicycle riding, right, it's actually quite complicated. Okay. Because it doesn't just involve the basal ganglia part of the brain. Because mm-hmm. there's the motor, the motor cortices, which plan and execute the precise muscle control. Okay. And the cerebellum, uh-huh. which helps you balance and like time your pedal strokes. Yes. And then the basal ganglia is to keep all these movements very fluid. Okay. Rather than jerky. Yes. Yeah. So we use all these muscles and brain connections when we do normal things mm-hmm. like walking, mm-hmm. playing sports, dancing. Mm-hmm. So when the time comes, right, just sit on the bike, right? Then all the moving parts and processes already like you constantly use it. Mm-hmm. So you just activate and the whole thing will just come back. Yes. Yeah. That's why we don't forget. Wow. Yeah. Also, there's another theory that because there is less nerve cell turnover mm-hmm. in the basal ganglia. Yes. So you just don't forget. Oh. It doesn't die and regenerate so fast. Yes, mm. that's right. Mm. So it's quite interesting that I, I feel like that it's not uh, completely certain yet also. There are so many things we don't know about our brain. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I love like neuroscience and learning about the brain. Mm. Like, it's always very fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how does it even work, right? Yes. How do the connections connect? And like, why are there different parts? And then like, huh? that means they are like communicating like at a split seconds pace, you know? Yes. Every yes, yes. every uh, word that I'm speaking right now yes. is like a connection in my brain. Yeah. It's yeah. like firing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. As we are listening to you, myself and the listeners are listening to you. Also, our brain is like... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. 
amazing. Even if you're daydreaming right mm. now, see, I caught you. <laughs> How are you breaking the fourth wall of our listeners do so much today? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, even if you're daydreaming, you're also activating a different part of your brain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Okay, we've reached the almost end of our podcast and now it is time for... One thing to recommend. My recommendation for this week is a book. We Are the Economy by Kai Romhart. Mm. Yeah, it's for people who are very jaded with the individualistic consumerist culture mm. that bombards us with jingles <laughs> and Lego pieces. <laughs> so yeah, this book discusses economy, money and work, but from a Zen perspective, like a Zen Buddhist perspective. Ah, so instead of being very riled up in the Pagro way mm-hmm. about how consumerism is like the bane of human existence <laughs> and it's going to destroy the world, it reminds us that, you know, we are actually part of this economy and culture also. Mm-hmm. And then what can we do to like make our tiny little part more impactful and more mindful? Mm. Yeah. So mm. I thought it was quite an interesting book. That's nice. My recommendation for this week is Dodi, Dodi's music. She's one of my favorite singer-songwriters and she rose to fame on YouTube. And she's like doing very simple covers and uh, her original music. But that doesn't mean that she isn't very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like a bit uh, tortured sometimes and very emotional. But she writes in a very... Uh, honest way mm-hmm. and I, I like that she always uh, expresses herself with a lot of clarity uh, one of her songs has the lyrics I feel like a 6 out of 10 I've gotta get up early tomorrow again what goes on behind the words is there pity for the plain girl it's about feeling average mm. like you know you're not like a train wreck but mm. you're also not perfect mm. and like you know sometimes I feel that the world is very dramatic mm. but Actually, the middle point also has stories to tell. Mm. Yeah. Do we how to spell her name? D O D I E. Uh, D O D I E. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm. All right, we've reached the end of this week's podcast. Thank you, Eliza, for making this podcast with me, and thank you, Tingan, for doing this podcast with me. If you have googled anything interesting lately, you can drop us a DM or comment on any of our social media accounts, and we will search it up on the show. You can also follow us on our Twitter, Instagram, or on our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today. You can also help share our show with your friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. This week, we have a new patron, Shao Xiang. Thank you, Shao Xiang, for Thank your you. contribution. We are very, very grateful. Thank you so much. Yes, so now we are off the record. One more thing. A patron only podcast called One, One More, more thing. thing. So, see you there.